Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Take Action. Of course, you know, uh, if you've been with us for any amount of time, I'm Pastor K. If you're new to us, I'd love to lead you from where you are to where you want to be. We do that through a myriad of different ways. We do that uh, through, of course, the Word of God uh, here on Take Action. And you can see us on YouTube and Facebook. And um, lastly, and this is, uh, I think, uh, more importantly, I want to express to you that those of you all who have partnered with us over the last several months, we're finally on the precipice of our goal. That is right. When we started Take Action, one of the initiatives that we said we would do is that we would refurbish and rebuild a park on the island of Anguilla. And let me tell you, we are right there. As you can see, uh, this is the property uh, where the uh, the public park is right now. As you see, uh, the pictures don't do it justice. Uh, it's an abandoned property. This is where some of the uh, Independence Day parades take place. Uh, the last time I was there, we saw uh, some young girls starting a cheer camp there. This is where the kids go and play football. This is where the kids are playing soccer. And I think uh, that we can have a legacy um, together as partners taking action to transform the lives and the legacies of the young people who will be developed right there. You know, the Bible says you have to be careful that you can be entertaining angels unawares. So this is the property uh, and this is how it stands. Now look at this. This is the schematic that was sent to me uh, from my good friend, uh, Minister Hayden Hughes, and I don't say minister like a preacher. He is the minister of tourism and a host of other things. His father was the former prelate and a premier and government official of the entire island, uh, what we would call a president, if you will. And um, he is partnering with us. He's there on the grounds uh, with his bootstrap laced and ready to go that when we continue uh, to partner with our gifts, we're going to change that entire land and it's going to look uh, similar to what you see in the schematic form. So as you're giving your gifts, know uh, that we are using those to make a difference, not only here in America, but around the world. And Anguilla is not the last stop. It's just the first place uh, in many stops that we are together. We'll be hearing the word of God and also likewise changing the lives of people. And I want to thank you so much as they are putting the giving link up on the screen right now, you can give uh, a gift of any size uh, to uh, what you're seeing on all of our giving platforms. You know, I've introduced uh, this giving uh, idea that God gave me. It's found in the book of Psalms, um, and it's the, it's the 112th number of the Psalms. And I'm going to find it here on my iPad. Pardon me for looking away, but I want to share it with you because it is one of my favorite passages of Scripture and I believe that as you give and you're trying to figure out how much should I give or what's that amount that will make a difference, uh, I'm going to teach you something today that will make a difference, but I want to give you something to look at. The Bible says in Psalms 112, verse number one, it says, praise ye the Lord. Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. His seed shall be mighty upon the earth. The generation of the upright shall be blessed. And here is my favorite part of it. Wealth and riches shall be in his house. And, and look at how long they shall be there. The Bible says the generation 
of the upright shall be blessed. Watch this. And endureth the righteous. Watch this forever. Wealth and riches shall be in his house and his righteousness endureth forever. This is a forever thing. So I want you to partner with us uh, on, 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 on not just the, 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 the part, but just uh, to infuse wealth and riches into your home. Uh, this is a consistent gift that I like to give because I'm asking God to make sure that wealth and riches live at my house for generations to come. And I'm not just praying for me. I'm praying for my daughter and her unborn children and her unborn children's children. Now, how are we going to attain that? How, how are we going to ascertain that? Uh, I want you to look in the word of God in Mark chapter nine, verse 23. Mark chapter nine, verse 23. I believe this is one of the most important passages of scripture you will ever hear in your life. Okay. Mark chapter nine, verse 23. I'm going to read it um, in uh, the King James version of the Bible. And um, so it may read slightly different uh, than you. Then I'm going to read it in the New English translation. Here's what it says in Mark chapter nine, verse 23. It says, Jesus said unto him, if thou canst believe all things are possible to him that believeth. New English translation. Here's what the Bible says. Then Jesus said to him, if you are able, notice he says, if you're able, because everybody isn't. All things are possible for the one who believes. So what the scripture is teaching us is that all are not able. All are not able to believe. Uh, this is an important scripture. Now, I want you to understand that if we're going to get the, the, the meat out of this text, right? If we're going to get everything that it has for us, you're probably going to have to read the entire chapter because this is one of those important ones where you can't just read a verse and get everything you need from it. Now, I want you to go back to verse two. This is an important lesson. Do me a favor. Put your phone down unless you're using it to watch me right now. Put the TV on mute or turn it off unless you're using the TV to watch me right now. Because I am about to give you, listen to me, what I know to be one of the keys to the kingdom. This is how you're going to make sure that Psalms 12, 112, Psalms 112 and Mark chapter 9, verse 23 actually happen in your life. Now, the Bible says, if you can believe all things are possible to him that believe, that's verse 23. Well, let's go back to verse two. Verse two says the text takes place on what is called uh, theologically the mountain of transfiguration. OK, now transfiguration means literally to change forms. So what happened was Jesus took Peter, James and John up a mountain and they literally saw the flesh of Jesus Christ change into another form. Some uh, writers say it was as white as light, right? That he, he became glory. He became God manifested. He, uh, he just absolutely changed forms. He, he, was, he was still human. He was still God, but yet he was light, so bright they couldn't see it. White light. Um, just want you to imagine the brightest light looking into the sun and then being able to close your eyes and still seeing the shape of the light 
are the sun that you stared in. So imagine uh, what is happening to them while they are up on the mountain of transfiguration with Jesus. And then the Bible says uh, that the disciples look at him and, and they say, you know, they saw Jesus talking to Moses and Elias, which is Elijah. And so Jesus is talking to them in another form. So now these disciples, you got to understand they tripping. They're like, okay, we went up the mountain with a human and now we're looking at this light and we see him talking to two people who've been dead for, for years. Like, could you imagine the disciples on the mountain having, they having a rough moment at this. And, 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 you know, we love God and we always talk about, you know, how, how, how much, how amazing he is. But let me tell you, if, if you walk up a mountain with a man and you get up there and he turns into light and all of a sudden two people you knew were dead start to appear and they were having a conversation, I'm sure you like me would be like, you know what? That was a difficult moment. So Jesus is up there. He's turns to light. He's talking to men who are already dead. And so now they're excited. They say, watch this, let us make tabernacles, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. So now they are, they are like into uh, spiritual mode. Like, you know, when you get in the, the, the presence of God and, and everything starts to change, they, they like, let, let's, let's build temples. Let's build tabernacles. Let's, let's get tents. Let's build worship places. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. Now, that's not really what I'm preaching about today or talking about or we're discussing. Let me say it this way. That's not the topic of today's conversation. Today's conversation uh, goes a little deeper. Verse 15 says that they came down from the mountain, okay? And then they run into a multitude of people. And the Bible says in verse 15 that the people were amazed. This is where I need you to key in, okay? This is where I need you to key in. They're on a mountain. Jesus turns in the light. Dead people appear. Jesus is talking to dead men. They see it. They start tripping. They talking about it amongst themselves, but they dare not say nothing to Jesus yet. They start walking down the mountain. And as they're walking down the mountain, here comes a crowd of people. And the Bible says that they were amazed. Now, amazed by definition means that they became fans. They were starstruck. They saw Jesus and, and, it, and they went crazy. They, 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 they thought they saw a rock star. It was like the Beatles back in the day or like Michael Jackson or, or, or like one of the artists of today. Uh, the other day, uh, my wife and I were in a hotel in New York and, and little baby came down the elevator and everybody was going crazy. And, and, and it was, they were starstruck. They were amazed. They were amazed. I need you to get that. They were amazed. And it wasn't until I saw this word that I realized why most people don't get a breakthrough. I'm about to tell you why most people don't get a breakthrough. I'm about to tell you why most people never get what they're dreaming of. I'm getting ready to tell you why most people, uh, it, it stays on, uh, the board, but it doesn't, it doesn't get in the pocket. Let me tell you why is because there are so many people who are amazed by God, but very few people believe him. 
So what happens is that we get in the presence of God and we become starstruck, but we don't believe. I just gave you something. I'm going to give you an example of, of how this is, because some I don't know if it sunk in just yet. For some of you all, you got it. But for those of y'all who say, Pastor, I need it a little deeper. I need you to tell me exactly what you mean, because shouldn't we be amazed by God? Absolutely, because he is amazing. You should be amazed by God. Uh, but some time ago, I was in Las Vegas and I went to see the magician, David Blaine. He's amazing. I saw him make, I believe, a person disappear. I think I saw him make a car disappear. I, I saw him turn a rabbit into seven doves. I mean, he did all kind of stuff. But I still don't believe it. Oh, he was amazing. But I don't believe he made the car disappear. I believe that somehow, technically, they were able to trick the eye and the car went one way while my vision went the other way. Yes, he was amazing, but I don't believe. Are, are you are you understanding me? Because because there are too many people who will show you on, online right now how the magician uh, took his hand and hid the cars. It's amazing. But it's not to be believed. I wish you were here with me because the problem with many people uh, is that um, anytime you look at the Messiah like a magician, you can't get the miracle. He is not performing magic. He is the Alpha and Omega. He's not doing bait and switch. If he did it, it actually happened. So the problem with many people who cannot get the miracle they've been praying for is they keep being anesthetized by the amazingness of God, but not believing him. Oh, I hope you heard. I want everybody to just type right now in the chat. He's not a magician. He's the Messiah. He's not a magician. He's the Messiah. You want to do it in shorthand? Not magician, but Messiah. He's not performing magic. He's performing works. He's not pulling rabbits out of hats. He created the rabbit. He's not doing magic. He's doing works. Now, that being said, in order to go from where you are to where you want to be, you have to stop only being a fan of God and actually believing him. Don't just be amazed that he created the world. Believe that he can change yours. I'm going to get you from being starstruck to belief struck. Everybody just type, I believe. I believe. Just type it right now. I believe. Because you don't know why you're typing I believe. You're increasing somebody else's belief. Because there are thousands of people right now who will watch this or who are watching this. They don't believe. And then the miracles will begin to happen. And we will wonder why none stopped by our house. It doesn't come to the house of the person who is amazed. It comes to the house of the person who believes. Are you still typing it? I believe. Just type it. I believe. 
Have you ever attempted to do something um, that was so great that other people told you it wasn't possible? When we started this church, um, I can't tell you how many people told us that it wouldn't last a year. That it wouldn't last this amount of time or that amount of time. And, you know, to the glory of God, we're still here 13 years later. And, um, but let me tell you something. Nothing great will ever be done if the residue of doubt isn't somewhere in the mix. Listen, if you ever do anything amazing, one of the prerequisites of amazing is doubt. If everybody believes it can be done, you are probably thinking too small. If you call your mom and she says, oh, that could be done. You call your dad, he says that could be done. You call your best friends, they say, oh yeah, I can see you do that. You even call people who are normally skeptical and they say, yeah, I can see that. You're probably thinking so small. You need to be doing something so big that people do this. I don't know. <laughs> you're, not, you're not even tapping into your deepest gift until people who normally support you start to second guess you. I'm going to let that sink in. If you've ever attempted to do anything great, it must come with the contamination of negativity from the defectors who will tell you that it is impossible. If you haven't heard that can't be done, go back to the drawing board. If you haven't heard somebody try to give you their advice on what you're about to do, go back to the drawing board. If you have never heard somebody say that don't work in my experience, go back to the drawing board because the way you know you're on to something big is when somebody tells you they don't think it will work. Now, I'm going to give you just a little deeper level of what I just said. Now, the word possible, because remember it says, if you can believe all things are possible, the word possible in the Greek, uh, it is uh, dunata or, or donata. That's the Greek word for it. And uh, it comes from the word dunatos or dunatas. Those, those are the Greek words. And it means one who is able. Listen, put your coffee down because I don't want you to spill it. Okay, if you care about that chicken, you need to put it down because what I'm about to say, you might spit it out your mouth. Are you listening to me? Listen, listen. if you're on the balcony, back up from the edge. I'm telling you, if you got an infant, get out of the room because if you scream, you're going to wake that baby up. Okay. Did you not know that the same word for possible is where we get our Greek word dunamis, which in the English language means power, explosive, dynamite, explosive power. God, I'm about to help somebody. I'm, I'm, I'm almost nervous to look at you. 
I'm almost nervous to look at you, but I got to tell you because you tuned in and I know you're here for it, so I got to give it to you. When the Bible says, if thou canst believe, which is equivalent to dunamis, which means dynamite, which means explosive power, this means that belief is the power that causes you to become able, capable, and competent in any area that you believe you can. Not credentials, not education, not degree, not how you graduated, not your GPA, not your connections, not the amount of Instagram, Facebook, TikTok followers you have, not the amount of subscribers you have on YouTube, not the amount of friends you have on Facebook. Your superpower is belief. Did you hear what I did? Do you understand the words? Because I'm telling you, everybody else is telling you something else. That's why you keep going to the drawing board starting over and scrapping your plans and wasting years trying to do it perfect when you could just believe. I know, I know. Go back to school, baby. Bro, go get your education. Go get your master's. Go get your doctorate. I ain't against none of that. But you can also be a disciple walking with Jesus and not be able to perform a miracle because you don't believe. You can own a fishing business. You can own a tech business. You can have multiple millions of dollars in the bank with no belief. Or you could be barely making it and have faith. And every month, God somehow miraculously makes everything all right. I'm telling you that when you start believing, it makes you capable of being able to do things that you could not do when you didn't believe. The biggest gap between where you are and where you want to be is belief. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to stare at you because you need to hear what just came out of my mouth. Everybody shout to yourself, I believe. Say it again, I believe. Now, Let's go deeper because there are four types of belief in the natural. Number one, there is something called meta belief, M-E-T-A, meta belief. And that is your belief about your beliefs. <laughs> okay. That's a belief about a belief. For example, have you ever heard anybody say um, everyone has the right to their own opinion. You ever heard that? Or have you ever heard somebody say, um, I don't like to uh, force my beliefs on anybody. See, that's that's a meta belief. It's a belief about a belief. So uh, that's that's the first one. The second one is perceptions. So perception is beliefs about how things seem to be based on the evidence you have. So that's a perception. The third kind of belief is called opinion. An opinion belief is your belief 
on how you interpret reality. Not actually what is, but how you interpret reality. And then four, predictions. That's beliefs about how you think things will come out based on past experiences and future evidences. So you've got meta, perception, opinion, and prediction. And let me tell you, none of those will get you a miracle. Because outside of the world and inside of the kingdom, there is a fifth belief that is not documented on the list of beliefs. For in the kingdom, it is not meta-belief that moves God. It is not perception belief that pleases God. It is not opinion belief that pleases God. And God knows it is not predictive belief that pleases God. The only kind of belief that pleases God is faith. For the Bible says, without faith, it is impossible, not hard. It is impossible, not difficult. It is impossible to believe God, to please God. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. So the belief that activates heaven is not your belief about your beliefs, not your opinion about the belief, not your perception about the belief, not your prediction about the belief, but your faith when you do not know the outcome and you have no opinion about it and you just trust that God is going to do it. See, in the kingdom, belief, faith, let me tell you what it does. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Faith overpowers the bullies and the isms that try to make you think that you're not enough. Faith will handle favoritism. Faith will handle sexism. Faith will handle classism. Faith, thank you will handle racism. Faith is so strong that somebody can hate you based on the color of your skin and faith will get you the job when even the people in the boardroom were pulling against your reality. Faith, belief, listen to me, it makes you capable. Not, not how your body looks, not how much your clothes cost, not, not how expensive your jewelry is, not what kind of car you drive, not whether your window uh, from your office is facing downtown or whether you have an office in the closet, because I've had both. Faith makes you capable. Not your congregation size, not your bank account size, not how much your clothes cost, not how much your handbag is, not what kind of shoes you have on, not because they're exclusive. Faith. Belief. Jesus, in this text, is dealing with his disciples. And there's a little boy having a seizure. 
And the little boy who's having a seizure, um, this is what happens. Boy has a seizure and the disciples couldn't do nothing about it. And so they brought him to Jesus and Jesus looks at his disciples. Now he picked these guys. None of these guys are there because they just happen to be. All of these guys are there because God has picked them to be. And he says to them, oh, unbelieving and perverse generation. Jesus replied, how long do I have to deal with you? How long do I have to put up with you? Bring the boy to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed from that moment. Now, here's a text. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive him out? Verse 20, to which he replied, because you have, here it is, so little faith. If you had faith the size of a mustard seed, you could speak to the mountains and they would have to go into the sea. Nothing is impossible for them to have an education. No, nothing is impossible for them who have a lot of money in the bank. Nothing is impossible for them who shop at the mall uh, in all of the expensive stores. Nothing is impossible for them uh, who have $100,000 cars and million-dollar houses. It doesn't say that. Nothing is impossible for them who believe. So everything that you haven't been able to do in your life is either because you were not supposed to do it or you did not believe you could. Everything in your life that you have not done thus far, it is either because you were not supposed to do it or because you didn't believe you could. Because belief is such a superpower that a little bit of it does a lot. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you can speak to a mountain. Look at the difference. Mustard seed, mountain. If you got a mountain of doubt, it can be moved by a seed of faith. It doesn't take a lot. If you believed you could own it, you could own it. If you believed you could have it, you could have it. If you believed you could give it, you would give it. If you believed you could be it, you would be it. The only thing standing in between you and it is belief. That's why the name of this topic, it ain't a smooth topic like normal. This is the name of this message. You will receive what you believe. You will receive what you believe. The text says all things are possible. Not some things are possible to him that believeth. All things are possible. Believeth in the scripture is, um, is the word where we get the word uh, pistis, which is the word uh, faith in the Greek, when when pistis becomes um, pisteuoni uh, in the Greek, when it becomes that, it means believing. So pisteonti in the Greek means believing, I-N-G. What is that? Present tense, right now. So pisteonti versus pistis. Pistis is I got faith, Right. But because it is in the present, it, it could also mean that I had faith. So pisteonti, believing, that's the tense of believeth in the text. Watch this. So watch what he's saying. 
all things are possible to him that let nothing stop his belief. Which means that I was doubted, but I'm still believing. That I failed, but I'm still believing. Nobody believed in me, but I'm still believing. I've been ostracized, but I'm still believing. I've been locked out, but I'm still believing. Everybody say, I am believing. This is where the change has to happen. Because everybody can shout, I believe. But what they really mean is, I believed. What he wants to know is before I release this miracle, I need to know who is believing. The Bible says in James 2 and 23, Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. You could improve your credit in every area of life if you would just believe. Believing credit. What does that mean? It means something given to you in advance before you have to pay the price. God says, I'll give you the miracle before you pay the price. If you would just believe. Goodness gracious. Like this is good to me. Belief is the spark that lights the flame of impossible. Did you hear what I said? Belief is the spark that ignites the flame of impossible. When you believe, you activate heaven. A person who believes cannot be shaken. A person who believes cannot be stopped. If God tells you to do something, don't question the size of the, the job. Don't question how much money it's going to take to do it. Don't question how difficult it's going to be. Don't question whether you have to do it alone. After all, if you couldn't do it, why would God ask you to do it? If he asks you to do it, the difference between getting it done and not is belief. You know what the problem is? You don't even believe in yourself. How many nights do you stay up doubting you? Doubting your own skill set. Doubting your own abilities. And let me tell you, doubting you is to doubt God, because if God asks you to do it and you don't believe in you, you don't believe in you or him. So you're actually doubting two people at the same time. You will receive exactly what you believe. When I look at all of the warning signals in my life um, that have been presented to me in the pursuit of what God has wanted me to do, uh, the God-given dream that God has given me, right now in my mind, I can see the people who told me I should slow down still sitting at the stop signs. Because sometimes people tell you to slow down, not because you're moving too fast. It's because you're passing them. I want you to go after everything that God has given you. And along the way, I'm asking you to pack one thing in your bag. Leave your degree at home. If you must leave your laptop. Leave your secretary. Leave your purse, leave your wallet. Just don't leave without taking 
your belief. I guess all I'm telling you today is to never underestimate the power of believing. Make sure you are thinking and believing correctly because what you believe is actually what you receive. I hope you got that. I mean, we talked about one thing, really. Believing. The race is not given to the swift nor the strong, but the one who endures. In order to endure, you have to believe. Believe, my brother. Believe, my sister. All things are possible. To him that believes. Lord, we thank you that our belief is rising, our faith is rising, that you've taught us tonight that you will withhold no good thing from us. All we have to do in exchange is believe. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to go back and watch this because you can't get this with a skim. You're going to have to dive deep in this and you're going to have to take notes and you're going to have to write this vision down. Simple, but yet effective. All you have to do is believe. Listen, thank you again for all of our partners. Uh, you can see it at the top of the video where we showed all. Uh, in fact, they're going to show just a clip of it right now. Just a clip of it right now. They're going to show you just a little bit uh, of the park there in Anguilla that uh, we have uh, taken over for the kingdom of God. And we're about to leave a take action, a lighthouse nation mark on this property for generations to come. And thank you so much for partnering with us in take action to not just support the local church, but we're expanding. We're going to support other local churches and we're going to go to impoverished areas of the world and make a difference. And we found this little park in Anguilla where kids are playing, cheer camps are being held, Independence Day marches are being held right here. We're going to make a kingdom difference. By the time they get there next year, nothing will be the same. For those of you all saying, Pastor, what are we giving all this year? This is our 13th year as a ministry, our 13th year as a ministry, and we call it the year of manifested promises. And God showed me in the word of God in Psalms 112 that when we give, he will add riches and wealth to our house. We, we're going to say all year long, we're just going to give $112 at different specific times to make sure, listen, I'm going to invest a small amount now to make sure that forever in my life, wealth and riches shall abide in my house. Read Psalms 112 in its entirety, especially verses one through four, and you will see what I'm talking about and make a difference. God bless you. Thank you so much for being with us here at Take Action. I'll see you next time. I love you. Ain't nothing you can do about it.